Good morning, and thank you for listening to Luana's Urban Voices. I wanted to thank you guys so much um, for listening, and I'm trying to get back to my daily, give you guys some type of update. So, you know, the Republican National Convention was on, and they had a black speaker on there. His name, well, they had several black speakers, but Clarence Henderson was on there. And they said that Clarence Henderson was a civil rights activist and that he backs Donald Trump. Well, I thought we needed to be a little bit clear about Clarence Henderson being called a civil rights activist. So I don't know how many of you guys know, but back in 1960, when he was attending North Carolina A&T, which is a historically black college university. Him and about 70,000, it says, um, participated in a sit-in, which was like this big thing going on at the time in the 60s. Black people were doing sit-ins. So in 1960 in Greensboro, North Carolina, He was pictured along with three other students at a Woolworth Company department store trying to get a meal. Now, the uh, the man who organized the sit-in was a Samuel Wilbert Tucker. He organized a sit-in in the Alexandria Library, and then it just went on from there. So the Greensboro Four who were Joseph McNeil, Franklin McCain, Exil Blair Jr., and David Richmond were the young black students at North Carolina A&T in their freshman year, and they wanted to talk about what they can do to take a stand against segregation. They, they were inspired, of course, by Martin Luther King Jr. and wanted to come up with some type of nonviolent protest. So what they did was um, they went to the Woolworth and they protested by doing a sit-in. So what they did was several students from North Carolina AT&T also participated in this sit-in. So what happened was every day four black people from the college would go and sit at this lunch counter waiting to be served. They would be told, we don't serve Negroes here. And they would just sit there and wait and wait and wait and be called all these bad names until the police came and arrested them for trespassing. So um, each day it included women, it included men, but all of them were students at the university and they kept coming into Woolworth to try to get served and eventually through their daily protests of several students it finally happened and that was one of the cornerstones for ending segregation at some of the stores okay now Clarence Henderson was part of the students that went on the second day and after he participated in that particular Um, 
incident, after he participated in it, he went on to go to New York. Um, he was not a true civil rights activist as he wasn't, um, he didn't continue with civil rights activists. After the sit-in at North Carolina, which he participated in, he left North Carolina and moved to New York, went to work, drafted into the army before he moved back to North Carolina. So he made one decision to be in a, a civil rights moment, but he was not a lifelong activist. So let's make it sure that we understand Clarence Henderson was not a civil rights activist. He did not start getting back into, I mean, he went on, did his own thing, got married, had kids, and then eventually, you know, started to do some um, work with, um, started to do some work with the Frederick Douglass Foundation. But he was not a lifelong civil rights activist. He also is a very adamant non-supporter of President Barack Obama. He said that he just didn't believe that he would see a black president in his lifetime, nor did he believe Barack Obama had his values or was experienced enough to be a candidate for the presidency. So he is very adamant. I didn't vote for Barack Obama in either campaign, um, but I support Donald Trump. And the reason he supports Donald Trump, despite the fact he had bankruptcies, despite the fact that he is his businesses fail and don't fail, he thinks that Donald Trump is a good leader. And therefore, because Donald Trump is a good leader, despite his bankruptcy, despite his failings, that we should be giving Donald Trump the benefit of the doubt. He feels that the Republican Party does so much for black people that the Democrats don't do. So he is saying that politicians are a dime a dozen, but true leaders like Donald Trump only come around once. And that's why he was speaking out on the DNC. But my problem, I'm sorry, on the RNC, which is fine. You can speak out for anyone you want to be. You could be a Republican, Democrat, or whatever. My problem is they're saying that Clarence Henderson is a civil rights hero. And he's not a civil rights hero. He was involved in one civil rights activism or activity in 1960, and that's it. So he's not a civil rights activist. He's a black man who's a Republican who supports Trump, and anybody can support who they want to support. But don't mislead other black people saying that this civil rights activist is supporting Donald Trump. Because he's not. He's just a black Republican who supports Donald Trump. Has nothing to do with him being a civil 
rights activist. He doesn't agree with the Black Lives Matter movement because he says it's violent. And I agree that Black Lives Matter moment movement is becoming violent. But my goodness, they shot another black man in the back, point blank range, who was unarmed. They didn't even shoot this man attacking the police. They didn't shoot this man going after the police. They shot him in the back. But I still stand by my statement that we need to comply, allow them to violate our civil rights, go back later, sue the pants off of the police department and the city and get paid. Don't take or risk an injury or your life trying to prove a point. This morning on the news, I was watching Good Morning America and they had a little news feed at the bottom that said that Jacob Blake was out of jail on domestic charges, domestic abuse charges and sexual assault charges. And I said, what does that man's criminal record have to do with the fact that they shot him in the back? An unarmed black man. I don't care if he was a criminal. If he was a criminal and he had his day in court and they released him out of jail. At the time of the incident, he hadn't done anything criminally. Um, he hadn't done anything criminally wrong to justify you shooting him in the back seven times. So whatever he did before that day has nothing to do with the fact that the white police officer shot another unarmed black man. And that this Clarence Henderson, who participated in one civil rights active, um, activity, but did not complete a bunch of, you know, didn't really stay involved in the civil rights movement. I'm sorry. I don't want them on the RNC saying, oh, all the black people love Trump and this is why this civil rights activist loves Trump. Let's just say another black man loves Trump and I'm fine with that. But stop saying or making black people who truly believe in what we're doing with this Black Lives Matter movement that this that Clarence Henderson is a supportive of black activism. He's not. He participated. He was one of many students that participated. The reason he became noticed is because he happened to be in the picture that went to the local paper of the four that sat at the counter. But that has nothing to do with this man's true intentions. So I am really bugged pissed off by how the RNC are trying to convince black people how much Trump is not racist. Um, and I've been thinking a lot about what Nikki Haley said on the first night that our country is not racist. People within the country are racist. That is true. But our country was founded by racist men who came to this America, got rid of the 
Indians because the Indians didn't want to part with their territories. So they pretty much killed them and slaughtered them and then put them on their own little reservations and said, this is on the, only the land you're going to get. We're going to get the rest of it. Um, bought in slaves to, to maintain the land, to, um, farm the lands to build the things, but take credit for it and get paid for it. And now we're in 2020 and we are still having issues with the division within our country. Do I think Joe Biden can unite the country? I don't know. Do I think Joe Biden would do a better job of Uniting the company than Trump can, of course, because Trump doesn't want to unite the company. The couple um, that went on there to speak about fair housing and how their neighborhoods are going to be corrupted if we allow fair housing or affordable housing into their subdivision or to the suburbs, how that's going to hurt their their property values, how that's going to, you know, hurt their neighborhood. These people are very racist. White people are moving further and further out and trying to make these neighborhoods so unaffordable that only they can live in there or only who they want in their neighborhoods can move into their neighborhoods. They're putting these HOAs in place to hopefully get rid of riffraff out of their neighborhood. They're doing all these things so they can make sure that they keep their neighborhoods with the people they want in their neighborhoods. That's racist. And racism, um, Herschel Walker's son talked about it. There's racism from black people. There's racism from white people. I think every nationality has racism against themselves or against their race in every nationality. I've heard Mexicans speak negatively against other Mexicans. Of course, blacks against blacks, whites against whites. Whites don't like their trailer trash white counterparts making their white race look bad. Um... So I think that we have racism and how do we fix everybody's stereotypes of everybody? I say for black people, we need to embrace our race. We need to educate our race. We need to say black lives matters within our race to each other, stop killing each other, stop robbing and stealing from each other, um, stop burning down our neighborhoods. Let's show that our black lives matter so that other races can see that our lives truly matter. Um, I am very disappointed that all of my attempts to get in touch with anybody at Black Lives Matter has been met with silence. But the National Association for Advancement of Colored People, I have been able to get in touch with them and I plan on working with them because what I feel is our next generation 
And it's going to be my generation's um, responsibility to educate the next few generations on how we can try and make changes to this systematic racism. And I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to continue to say it. We have to be part of the policy change in order to make true reform. We have to be in White House. Uh, we have to be in the House. We have to be in the Congress. We have to be in the Senate. We have to be in our local government, um, commissioners, mayors, um, councilmen. We have to start in those areas in order to affect and make change in our communities. We are going to have to start running for office and we're going to have to start supporting black people that are running for office, no matter what state they live in. I personally feel bad. I had opportunity to support candidates and I didn't at the time. I didn't have the money, but you know what? I realized $20 donation is better than $0 donation. So going forward, if I'm given the opportunity to support any candidate in any state and all I have is $20, I'm sending them that $20 because if 10 people send them $20, they can do something with that money. So I am now going to tell you guys, we need to support our black candidates. We need to make sure we're supporting the right ones that are truly about making policy changes. We need to bring new, fresh ideas to our local government, to our local state government, to our national Congress. We need to start running and making a difference. I'm going to keep you guys posted because I do plan on running for commissioner in my county. Um, in not this year, but in 2021, when the seat becomes available, I do plan on running. I do plan on getting out there, finding out what exactly can help my community be more diverse, be more inclusive, be more friendly. Because even in my own neighborhood on our next door app, these white people, my white neighbors are, I mean, it's heartbreaking to hear how they feel about the conditions of our neighborhood because some of our neighbors have put up signs that saying black lives matter. They don't want these signs in the neighborhood and they're reporting them to the HOA as a violation. So there's got to be things we can do. I encourage you guys to get out and get involved and please know the truth about Clarence Henderson. He is not a civil rights activist. He participated in one event and they have nothing else that they can say he's done for civil rights movement. So he's just a black Republican who likes Trump, which is fine, but let's be honest about that. And that's what is driving me crazy with this new Republican National Convention and with the president. You lie so much and you don't use facts. You just make stuff up and expect people to believe you. And what happens is 
while you're making this stuff up, people are believing you because they're not taking the time to do their own homework, their own research. That's why I wanted to know who is Clarence Henderson? Why is he a civil rights activist? Now I know he's not. And that's fine. I, I wanted to make sure my listeners knew that as well. Um, so I will keep you guys posted and we'll talk about some black businesses tomorrow. I have not heard back from masterpiece company. I'm still waiting to hear back from them, but as soon as I do, I will definitely keep you guys posted and I have an update on the freedom paper company. Um, my personal opinions, And remember, all of these are my opinions. I'm thankful that you listened to them. But if you have any comments or you have anything you want to say, I also appreciate that as well. So once again, thank you for tuning in to Luana's Urban Voices. You guys have a great day.